This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Thursday, June 13th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Alley. Here's today's headlines. California is number 20 in trade aid. Pesticide use declines. FCC's new plan to find rural broadband gaps. Five states dominate the first round of trade aid. Five Corn Belt states have claimed 46% of the total payments that USDA made under the 2018 version of its market facilitation program. That according to an analysis by the American Farm Bureau Federation. It's not a big surprise given that soybeans have the highest payments rate by far. It reflects the impact of China's retaliatory tariffs. Five states, Illinois, Iowa, Minnesota, Nebraska, and Indiana. Kansas, Ohio, North Dakota, Missouri, and South Dakota round out the top 10. California ranks number 20 in MFP payments at $70.5 million, or $38 million of which went for dairy producers. But keep in mind, the rankings could shift somewhat for the next round of MFP payments since more commodities will qualify and payment rates will be based on the mix of commodities in each county. DPR report, pesticide use continues to decline. The Department of Pesticide Regulation released this week its findings for pesticide use in California for the year 2017. According to the use reports, the ag industry applied nearly 2% less pesticide, a difference of 3.7 million pounds. The highest decrease was seen with pesticides that have the potential to contaminate groundwater, Those were down by 25%. Sulfur and glyphosate rank among the highest applied per pounds and cumulative acres treated. Chlorpyrifos, which has been severely regulated this year, rose the use by 5%. Yet the use has been decreasing over the past decade overall, and regulators have proposed phasing out the pesticide over the next two years. Still missing a good alternative. Biopesticides, an environmentally friendly alternative, increased use by 8%. Other declines, both carcinogenic pesticides and fumigants, decreased by about 5%, while toxic air contaminants fell by 6%. Crops with the greatest increase in use were almonds, wine grapes, table grapes, raisins, oranges, and strawberries. As a whole, pesticide use in the state dropped by 2% down to 205 million pounds. Legislators go nuts at Almond Fest. The Almond Alliance of California hosted its first Almond Festival on the steps of the state capitol yesterday. The chair of the Assembly Agriculture Committee, Susan Talavantes Eggman of Stockton delivered opening remarks under the hot midday sun. Food and Ag Secretary Kieran Ross spoke as well alongside Assembly member Heath Flora of Ripon, several other legislators. Almond Alliance CEO Elaine Trevino said the festival's goal was for law and policymakers to see, feel, and understand all of the components and complexities of the California almond industry. The public also joined in in sampling toasted almond ice cream, learning about a new almond beer, and playing trivia with Almond Board CEO Richard Waycott. Many of the lawmakers were drawn to a new low-dust almond harvester, The Air Resources Board funds the program to support tree nut farmers in upgrading to this equipment. The new Almond Festival joins a line of annual ag events on the Capitol lawn that includes Ag Day in March, Citrus Stride in May, and nearby the Rice Commission's sushi competition last week. 
Now, speaking of almonds, research published at the Journal of Science singles out the gene responsible for making almonds sweet. Ancient Greeks and Egyptians selectively bred varieties with this genotype over the bitter and toxic wild species. For the little ones, a new children's book on almond walks young minds through the almond production and processing from bloom time to the final stages of packaging. The author, Faustine Munoz, works in almond production and wanted to explain her job to her own kids. Munoz found the support for the project through the Almond Board's leadership program, which reaches hearts of all ages. The idea, almond beer, also flowed from that program. FCC looks to fix broadband map. The Federal Communications Commission is going to consider a proposal later this summer to improve its map of broadband service that Secretary Purdue and others have said greatly overstates which rural areas have high-speed Internet service. The map is used to determine where federal broadband subsidies are spent. FCC Chairman Ajit Pai used a Senate hearing yesterday to announce a plan to require companies to provide more detail on where they will provide service and allow for public input on where service gaps exist. The full commission will consider their proposed order at its August meeting. Pai said the requirement should result in more granular and accurate broadband maps. Critics say that the broadband companies have been deliberately overstating their coverage areas to keep out competition. The FCC has been under heavy pressure from senators to do something about its mapping process. Purdue has called the existing maps, quote, fake news. A Democratic member of the Senate Committee on Commerce, Brian Schatz of Hawaii, chided Pye for not alerting his four fellow members, including the two Democrats, before announcing the proposal at yesterday's hearing. Trump offers optimism on Mexican border control. President Trump is offering some reason for optimism that he won't threaten Mexico with tariffs again. He said yesterday that Mexico is doing what they need to do to stop the flow of Central American migrants to the U.S., if Mexico does a great job, then you're not going to have many people coming up, Trump told reporters. If they don't, then we have phase two. Phase two is very tough, but I think they're going to do a good job. Trump confirmed there will be a 45-day review of Mexico's actions on immigration, but he didn't explain what, quote, phase two would entail or detail any specific targets Mexico must achieve. He said that Mexico was moving 6,000 troops to its southern border to help block migrants from Guatemala, Honduras, and El Salvador. Endangered species list to be trimmed. The Fish and Wildlife Service will propose removing 25 species from the list of threatened and endangered species over the next three years. That according to a work plan released by the agency. By September 30th, FWS plans to propose delisting the interior population of the least turn found throughout the Midwest and the Canadian lynx found from Michigan in the east to the Pacific Northwest. Defenders of Wildlife, which publicized the work plan, said it's concerned some species, such as the lynx and gray wolf, which FWS proposed uh, to delist earlier this year, could lose Endangered Species Act protection before they have recovered. Here's today's He Said It. On a daily basis, one cow can produce manure that could power a car for nine miles. 
that UC Davis Ag Engineer Professor Rong Zhang. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Thursday, June 13th, brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.